the car's on fire and there's no driver at the wheel, this is the character generation. Welcome to the Character Generation. My name's Chet. I'm Moth. And this is a podcast where we definitely regularly make tabletop role-playing game characters. We just finished up in our last episode, which was released, I think, like a month and a half ago. (laughs) I feel like it was probably about two months. It was probably closer to two months. We tried going two weeks, then we're like, two months seems like it now. That's right. Welcome to our new update schedule. Here's our new update schedule. Every time we release an episode, it's going to... It'll be there. We'll release one, and then it'll be up on the internet, and that'll be our update schedule. <laughs> First it was two weeks, and then it was it was two months, next it'll be two years, and then the sixth episode will be two decades. Look forward to that one. We're, we'll both be dead. <laughs> True. <laughs> to get myself back on track here... We make tabletop role-playing game characters. We just finished up 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons. We probably could have made more characters, but I felt like our reserves ran dry on things that we could be super creative with. We might revisit at some point. I'm sure there's still more design space there, but it's good to, like, do other stuff. We gotta diversify our bonds. We gotta stocks and bonds, put our portfolios in the lake. I talked to the uh, finance lady at H&R Block. (laughs) <laughs> she told me, she says she listened to my podcast, she likes it, she's like, divis- di- di- diversify, and then she corrected herself and said, diversify your bonds, your podcast is stale and old, it's three episodes, you're gonna die alone. And I was like, well, that's kind of a hurtful thing to say, and but I said, agree. No, 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 I checked with Watson, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> never mind then. It's a computer, it's not, it's not me, it's not me, it's, it's a computer, it's gotta be fact. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then the computer came up and it said, hey, I'm a computer. <laughs> Hello, my name's Watson, you're gonna die alone if you don't diversify your bonds. Stop all the downloading. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, we are doing Shadowrun this episode, and probably the next couple. Um, we're doing Shadowrun 4th Edition. Everyone's fave, because it's the mathiest of all of them. Ah, yeah. Shadowrun has a special place in, I think, both Moth and I's hearts. Both of our coal black, <laughs> riddled with flaming Hot Cheetos dust. Mm, those hearts that are empty and hollow, and we don't care about our listeners, because <laughs> we never upload. Those two hearts that beat as one. <laughs> So this week we're talking about Shadowrun, the game with cyberpunk, but also orcs. Yeah, I know in the past our formula has been we approach something based on like the goofy spells that we found and the one feat we found in 5th edition that was funny enough to make a joke out of. I think this episode specifically we're going to go for a more standard character creation approach where we'll pick a class and make a character based on that sort of traditional style of building a character. Yeah, there's no strict class delineations in Shadowrun, but there's definitely sort of roles to fulfill. And also the spell list is kind of boring and not super fun. 
So it's a mix of the spell list is kind of boring and you, we couldn't think of any jokes and there's just a lot of other really interesting stuff that we can dig through. So there's Absolutely. like like there's the entire quirk and flaw system. Ah, uh, merits and flaws. The merits best and, flaws. and always a good idea part of every role playing. Game. Yes, I. It's genuinely my favorite part. And the thing is, Shadowrun, all of the editions really are super heavy into the simulationist end of role playing games. So there's a lot of like, this is what would happen in this real world situation type rules. Right. Like it's got really specific. This is how long you can last before you drown, and this is what happens when you are on fire, and this is what happens when someone throws some acid at you. Yep. On top of that, Shadowrun being a cyberpunk game has a big subset of rules and options for your character creation regarding body augmentation, which is always really fun. That was genuinely the best part of making my character I played in Shadowrun was just seeing how much shit I could attach onto him and still play him. Now, I'm excited for when we start getting into the source books for that, then, because they go off the fucking wall. Yeah, they do. The Shadowrun goes bonkers, dude. I am going to, for one of our next episodes, find the book where you can buy yourself a cyber dick, because I know it exists, I just don't remember what fucking book it was in. Ooh, that's exciting. Not only could you buy yourself a cyber dick, you could buy yourself a smuggling compartment inside of your cyber dick. I'm so excited for all of this steamy hot ERP action that we've got coming up in future episodes of the Character Gen. We'll have just one real horny episode. If eventually. you donate $10 or more to our Patreon. It'll be it'll be the secret donator. <laughs> I'll just talk like this the entire time. Oh god, mm, please. Hey, no. how's it going? <laughs> uh, so I, I I think with that, let's just get into it. Let's get deep, deep, deep. inside of Shadowrun all the way through. Get your entire fist into Shadowrun. <laughs> Interestingly, that was actually their slogan from 1998 <laughs> to 2003. They're like, just fist Shadowrun. And then they <laughs> gave you a source book, and people are like, can you stop? I'm trying to enjoy a movie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so the way we'll probably handle this is each episode will do a different class. So for this one, to get people initiated with Shadowrun, I guess, get them more comfortable with the entire concept, we were thinking to do... Was it Street Samurai? Yeah, just a normal Sam. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, it's the most traditional sort of cyberpunk character thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's generally what most people are going to be playing in the first place. Although this is 4th edition, so probably most people are actually going to be playing physical add-ups, but whatever. Mm, yeah. Samurai is more interesting. Yeah, definitely. To talk about. <laughs> it does cooler stuff than I can just punch a hole in a tank. Yeah. Which, hey, don't say it like that, because that is actually cool as fuck, but... Well, yeah, but Street Sams can do multiple things. Yeah. So your your Street Samurai is your basic sort of, if you've ever consumed any uh, cyberpunk media, it's your, it's your basic style. This person has a sword, this person has a gun, they've got probably a robot arm, Generally. in the traditional sense. This is, like, the most stereotypical they're kind of good at just fighting and being gritty in this they got black trench coats and mirror shades and they're yep. here to do a job street samurais are every character from the matrix yeah exactly or you can like diversify it out a little bit and you have like your razor girl like your molly millions from all the william gibson stuff yep. but you know what's that one movie where the girl has like a gun for a leg uh was that grindhouse grind it was grindhouse Okay, 2007 it has an 8 out of 10 on imdb but yeah that could theoretically be a take on a street samurai in like any generic sense 
We're going to try and go buck wild. Yeah, exactly. We're not playing Cyberpunk 2020 here. Yeah, come on. Come on, if we want if we want to play an edgy character, we wouldn't be playing Shadowrun. And that's what I like about Shadowrun, and that's that's why we chose this specifically is Shadowrun on the surface looks calm and ready to drop bombs. And those bombs are very serious in nature, but then as you like get into it, you see like, oh it's got orcs. Okay, it's a little weird. And then you just see like there's all this crazy shit you can do that's just built into the rules. Oh, right. President Dunkelzon, the dragon. Exactly. You dig more and more into it. They're like that's the president of Denver, Colorado, right? <laughs> Something well, like that. <laughs> literally, Dunkel's on like because the whole backstory for Shadowrun, just to nail it down really fast, it's <laughs> kind of a sequel to the the previous game by the same publisher called Earth Dawn, which was a pretty standard sort of swords and sorcery kind of fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that the world moved in cycles, where for part of the time there was a whole bunch of magic, and then it would fade out, and then eventually it would show back up, and everyone would remember, like, hey, magic's real, remember? <laughs> oh, I forgot! I Summoning lightning? Ah, uh, it's... it's oh, I yeah, exactly. More. Yeah. And how that works in Shadowrun is Shadowrun is the beginning of the sixth world of whatever world this is. So it starts off with, like, you know, your standard megacorps take over the world, yada yada, terrorism, blah blah, fucking 80s wet dream, the Japanese are gonna take over the world and control yeah. us all through our fucking Sony Walkmans or whatever. And then eventually, out of nowhere, people start just having elves and dwarves for children. <laughs> It's called the UGE, and everyone's like, fuck, that's definitely just a for-real-ass elf. What's happening here? (laughs) And then there's the goblinization, which are the fantasy black people in this setting, and it's rough. Because that's when the orcs and trolls show up, and... That's when, according to the people who wrote the Shadowrun source books, oh yeah, racism just disappears, because everyone just really hates orcs. But while all that shit is happening at the same time, of course, the Native Americans have relearned all of their ancient mystical techniques, because obviously in every single tabletop setting, just everyone who fucking lives on a reservation is ten seconds away from picking up a fucking rattle and summoning lightning storms. Yep. Isn't that where, like, the weird shaman spells and stuff come from? Yeah, like, I don't know if you've read too much into the setting material, but literally, like, three-quarters of Colorado is controlled by different Native American shamanistic megacorps? Hey, man, no, that's that's entirely true today, man. <laughs> don't oh, Alex know. Jones, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> the chemicals of the water are turning our kids gay. <laughs> They're turning our kids into shamans. <laughs> And then, of course, while all this is happening, all of the old fucking magical creatures from different ages start reappearing as well, including just some elves that managed to fucking lock themselves in fucking, like, magical cryosleep for a couple Mm -hmm. thousand years. Yep. And they show back and they're like, hey, remember elves? And then they take over Portland and Ireland. Portland makes a lot of sense. I'll (laughs) I'll just say that, and that's where I'll leave that. (laughs) Once again, like, you can really tell looking at the Shadowrun setting that it was pretty clearly written by some white dudes in fucking Milwaukee. <laughs> shit. But at the same time, those motherfuckers are showing up and you're getting the fucking vampire viruses and all that shit. You get dragons. Yep. Including best dragon, Dunkelzon, who fucking pops out of Cherry Creek Lake in Denver, Colorado, and he's like, hey, what's up? Come talk to me. Yep. And he fucking writes all the setting dumps that you have to read before you start playing the game. Yeah, he does. And then he fucking turns into David Letterman, and then he gets elected president and killed. Shadowrun is a fucking (laughs) trip, my dude. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to Robo Arms. 
Yeah, no, so we're making a street samurai. That's what we're doing. We're trying to stay as far away from that stuff as possible for the first episode. Well, I mean, we could always play, you know, like an orc or a troll or something. Or a dwarf. I am looking... There we go. I couldn't find the page in the source book to build a character. This is what I was looking for. First off, we need to choose a meta type, which is the secret cyberpunk code word for race. <gasps> Are we a human, elf, dwarf, orc with K, or troll? Hmm. Now the troll is what I played. Um, and trolls are, what, seven feet tall? Eight feet seven tall? Seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> they're big They're, they're, boys, they're big girls. old beefy boys. I, I feel like I remember them specifically being good at, like, melee combat and, like, just fighting. Yeah, they got great strength. They got great body, which is, like, your toughness stat, basically. Yep. To balance that out, they are biologically predisposed to not being very intelligent. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what do you want over here? It's me, hey, I'm a troll. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm a troll. I'm walking. I'm not very smart. Once again, that makes the racial coding really uncomfortable. Yes. Orc, I feel like is the same sort of situation. Oh, there's a nice, cool attribute table right here that yes. I could have been looking at. I don't believe orcs have, like, an intelligence malice, at least. Or it's no. called logic in this game instead. No, there's intelligence and logic. Oh, fuck, that's right. There's bod, there's there's sick bod, agility. I don't know what REA stands for, I forget. I genuinely don't remember what REA... That's a reaction. It's right, very important right. because it's what you use for I thought for it was your, your ability to read. Shit. Uh, strength, yep. charisma, int, logic, willpower, and initiative? That's all I can think I and I would be. I and I does not show up in my character builder. <laughs> oh, it's int isn't intelligence, it's intuition. Ah, of course. Fucking, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Don't call it int. Jesus. No, you don't understand. It's so that you can build out your character's fucking Myers-Briggs personality inventory. <laughs> Fuck, I've got a horrible idea for a tabletop game, and I'm gonna fucking start writing it as oh, soon as we're no. finished recording. Oh, no. This is my, this is my orc hacker, and he <laughs> is uh, an EFTP. Jesus. Well, no, he's gotta be an INTJ or an INTP, obviously. <laughs> Because those are all the motherfuckers who have their own subreddits. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> INI is initiative. So okay. how does that work? I don't know. Maybe it's just certain races are predisposed to not be very good at initiative. Boy, I hope not. Because let's talk about how initiative passes work really fast. Because this is mega important for any kind of street samurai. Oh, huh? So there's kind of a long-running problem with a lot of RPGs where sometimes they have trouble understanding that characters having multiple turns per turn isn't always the best idea. Right. This was really, really bad in Old World of Darkness vampire stuff, because there was one branch of vampire power that literally just lets you buy extra actions per round. Yep. They do remember that. that. If you fucking just put all your, your dots into celerity, you were unkillable and unstoppable at all times. Nothing wrong with that. That's You're just living the vampire fantasy. Right, exactly. Shadowrun uses kind of a toned-down version of that in the form of initiative passes. So how it works is usually through cyberware generally, or there's also like magical powers that can also recreate it. You can buy yourself extra initiative passes, which is after you go through and everyone has a turn in their initiative order when you roll all that stuff, you go into a separate sub-turn where everyone who has another initiative pass can take another turn afterwards. Gotcha. See, we only played the one session, and that never came up in the one session that we actually played. 
so that is interesting and i didn't know that i know no one had actually bought any extra passes so i didn't put any on my characters fair enough but yeah you can very easily get two or three turns per round if you want to buy a little bit of cyberware that's sick okay yeah it's pretty cool it can kind of unbalance stuff a little bit but since characters in Shadowrun tend to be super siloed into their roles it doesn't matter as much as you think yep yep that's definitely true the other important thing to know about Shadowrun's combat is how the crazy death spiral effects work because as it works each character has separate tracks for their stun damage and their bodily harm sort of physical damage right and whenever you take enough damage in either of those tracks you start accruing penalties to all of your actions which means whoever's the fastest and whoever has the most extra passes usually shuts down a combat pretty fast because when you get shot in the elbow like oh fuck i can't use any of my shit properly anymore i am at minus six to do anything besides die yep that sounds right which is important for some stuff we'll be discussing later that both tracks cause equal problems for that (laughs) but first let's look at some of the cool cyberware and stuff that we got well i mean first we need to pick a race a meta type Ah, correct we gotta pick our meta type pick our meta type and i don't want to how you say min max this character Uh so the way i am saying it is what is the funniest human orc dwarf elf or troll i'm a really big fan of dwarf sams because they've got enough extra physical bulk to last a while in a fight okay but they're also very kind of tiny and slow and stubby i do really love dwarves in general as a fantasy race and i really am into the idea of just a dwarf with like just a a sick pair of goggles and a katana and a sword wearing like a trench coat like just going back imagine if neo was a dwarf from world of warcraft there you go that sold me we're going with a dwarf i like that they also apparently get thermographic vision it's dark vision by another name yeah and they get extra dice for resisting toxins and pathogens should we explain how the shadow run rolling system works and we can get into it later okay sounds good but yeah take note of all of this it's going to be on the test it'll be on the test it's worth 40 percent of the grade <laughs> stop texting karen <laughs> fucking karen for the last <laughs> time you're paying for this class so next we need to pick qualities qualities are the advantages and disadvantages that you you pick there's there's positives and negatives they give you extra like point by um if you pick a negative so if you pick a negative quality like you are allergic to something you, you have like more points to buy extra gear or stats same with addiction and of course whenever there's a positive and negative sort of uh, advantages and disadvantages sort of thing in any one of these games you got to take a look at which ones are more troublesome than others for instance i'm looking at the negative qualities list right now and you can for our fucking for this dwarf boy there's a lot of negative qualities you can buy i have a question i i'm not on the the page that describes some of these negative qualities but i need you to tell me if you know the answer because i'll spend the next couple minutes looking for it Uh uh-huh what does the negative quality gremlins do gremlins means that uh you have minus one to your die pool to interact with technology for each level of gremlins you buy okay so it means that you are literally a gremlin and don't know how to use a computer no it means that it's gremlins in the sense of stuff just seems to go wrong randomly whenever you work with technology actually i don't think it reduces your die pool but it increases your critical failure threshold Oh. So whenever you fail, it's going to be more dramatic than otherwise. That's still less fun than I was hoping. 
It doesn't mean that you're literally covered in gremlins. I thought times. it meant that you just had like a small horde of gremlins following you around that you didn't know about that were like pranking you. Fuck. I mean, it could be. You don't know why you're so bad with technology. Fair. But it's always stuff like whenever you crit fail with one of those, you accidentally press the wrong button on your comm link and set your operating language to Indonesian. I just realized that we should have picked maybe. Uh huh. Human. Okay. There's a uh, a negative uh, attribute called elf poser. There's also one for orc poser. Elf posers are human characters who want to be elves, desire prompts them to associate with elves as much as possible, talk like elves, and alter their appearance so they resemble elves. Real elves consider them an embarrassment. Many humans think of them as sellouts, and even the other metatypes generally consider posers to be pathetic. Yep. They've undergone cosmetic surgery to get elf ears and elf eyes, quote-unquote. An outed elf poser may also face stigma from other humans as race traitors. Woof. <laughs> Holy shit. So, elf poser is basically, you know, the white guy who changes his name to Kaoru and starts pretending to be Japanese oh, online. fuck it is. Whereas the orc poser is basically Rachel Dolezal, but in Shadowrun. Whoops. <laughs> Once again, the Shadowrun writers should not try and write about race relations. No. You, do you want to know how blatant it is that they're like, no, orcs are black people, guys? Oh no, what you got? In the orc posers tab, the first sentence reads as follows. Influenced by goblin rock or overhyped exploitation trends. Oh, Christ, I forgot about exploitation. <laughs> oh, God, that's so bad. Elves and humans can be an orc poser, interestingly enough. So, some of the other things I'm liking with these negative traits are... I like characters that have at least more than one negative trait, because I think it's more interesting to play, and I think it's funnier. And also you get more build points. Yeah, that's important. If I may make a suggestion really fast, since we're playing as a street samurai, we can probably take all of the ones that give us negative problems in cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. We could. We could very easily do that. Like, give them code block. I really like gremlins, and I like gremlins because I want to play up the idea that, like, maybe even the character knows they exist, but there are definitely, like, real-ass gremlins that are messing with everything he does. Right, exactly. He's literally haunted by spooky little spirits. There's, like, four tiny little imps that are, like, mm -hmm. maybe six inches tall, and they're always following him around, and he's the only one that can see them, but they, like... Fuck. They're just constantly, like, they try and, like, unload a clip from his gun while he's shooting, or, like, they unplug the monitor to the computer that he's using, or they, like, tie his shoelaces together. <laughs> they only tie his shoelaces together around computers. Yep. No, he has computer shoes. Problem solved. That's it's a like, thing. It's like That's those... a thing that exists in this game. It's like those light-up sneakers uh, that you had <laughs> when you were six, but instead you can also um, watch porn on them. Yeah, exactly. But you can only watch porn on them while you're stomping your feet. Yeah. <laughs> your downstairs neighbors fucking hate you. Yeah, exactly. Because you're an orc. <laughs> we're, a, we're a dwarf! <laughs> That's the thing, though. No one actually gives a shit about dwarves. They're just like, oh, dwarves, they like technology, probably. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, like, everyone's mega horny for elves, but when a dwarf shows up, they're just like, hey, it's like a short guy, cool, see ya. I think we should really play up, like, we're allowed a max of four ranks of gremlins. I think we oh take all God. four ranks. I think, oh, absolutely. I think this dwarf boy 
is uh-huh. fucking just he he was cursed by like some back alley witch <laughs> who was like these four gremlins will fuck up your date for the rest of time but I'll give you some good weed and he's like yeah okay <laughs> well no obviously it's deep weed the magically effective weed that lets you see into the astral plane well yeah yeah it's probably a good trip still <laughs> okay so we've got four gremlins so it's an extra 20 BP I'm writing all this down so that we can call back on it easily I mean you can also open up Chummer and set it all up there I don't have it installed on this computer. And okay. By the way, if we've run else... into about 150,000 problems this episode. I'm not going to add any more if I can avoid it. I'm... I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I'm doing it old school. We're doing ground up. Next episode, we'll have our shit together, I promise. <laughs> In four months. Don't say that. <laughs> because we fucking made a joke about it last time. We did, and it happened on accident. We're going to. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that later. So I feel like this game does at least have the common sense to set the cyberspace stuff as being less good for people who aren't hackers. Mm -hmm. Like it's only five points for getting your brain scorched versus ten points if you are a hacker, which is a good idea. Yeah. But they're still not bad ideas to take. We could also take, I just noticed there's a quality on here that's literally just called incompetent. I was just about to suggest it. Thank God. What, What does that do? A character who is incompetent possesses a total lack of knowledge or ability with a certain active skill. If this quality is taken, the player must specify an active skill in which the character is incompetent. Competent may not be applied to language or knowledge skills. Uh, so they're treated as having a skill level of unaware for that skill. In some cases, a success test may be required to perform certain tasks that most people take for granted. Characters may not possess that skill, nor they may default on it. Game masters are free to reject any choices that would prove irrelevant or exploitative to actual play. That's a really good idea there, because you can pick, for instance, aeronautics mechanic is an active it skill. It genuinely suggests such as incompetent pilot aerospace in a campaign where the players are street-level gangsters. So, incompetent may be purchased more than once, choosing a separate skill each time. That's exciting. Just be real bad at fucking everything. <laughs> fucking everything except murders. <laughs> so, I feel like our dwarf can't drive. Okay, so incompetent driving. Well, We've got to choose pilot land vehicles for that. Right, because, yeah. I'm very excited by the fact that there's a skill in here listed as pilot anthroform. What is that? I think that means gigantic robos. We're going to need to have our own special unique one-off episode about making just an anime character in this. You know that, right? I feel like we might be able to wrap that up into the fucking rigor. Uh, Okay, yeah. No. Cool. Noted. Got it. Rigor. Anime. Is in my notes now. Perfect. <laughs> so we're going to have to be our own GMs here for a second and reject things like parachuting. Yeah. Well, because like, we we're not trying to min-max. We're not trying to be like exploit the system. We're just trying to make an interesting character. Uh, so how about this? How about this? This character is incompetent with driving because he knows he's haunted by gremlins and doesn't want to <laughs> get behind the wheel. That is an exciting idea to take this on. <laughs> So I'm going to say he's probably also in... Com- oh, wait, no. Driving is separate from pilot ground craft. I don't even know. Oh, that's diving? Never mind. I cannot read. <laughs> he's also incompetent at diving because he's a dwarf and he doesn't know how to swim. You have the list of skills open right now. I don't, so... I'm a big fan of making him incompetent in etiquette. See, I don't know if that's... Because if we wanted that, we could also go with the uh, negative trait uncouth, which gives us 20 BP. 
Ooh, that's a lot better than the... Uncouth characters are antisocial or sociopathic and have a difficult time interacting with others, much like many people who play Shadowrun. The cost for learning learning or improving social skills is twice normal for uncouth characters, and they never learn any social skill groups. Mm, That's really rough. Additionally, uncouth characters are treated as unaware in any social skills they do not possess of rating one or higher. Holy shit. This is (laughs) brutal. That's why it's a 20-point disadvantage. Yeah, no, let's not do uncouth. I don't want I don't want to play... Yeah. Since we're talking about skills right now, I'll go ahead and point out that one of the things you can do during character creation is buy up groups of skills simultaneously, so they're cheaper, but you have to buy everything in that category. Yep. So you can buy things like, specifically, I want the close combat package, which gives you proficiency with blades, clubs, and unarmed combat, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think we've probably picked about enough disadvantages for our sad, sad gremlin boy. Yeah, so he can't drive and he's coated in gremlins. Yeah, exactly. Just all over him. Do we want to also give him bad luck? <laughs> Ooh, bad luck is a really bad one, dude. Yeah, no, it's bad. That's rough. I don't want to do Can can we give him can we give him an allergy? Well, for one, allergies are fucking always yes, give him an allergy. That's the best <laughs> thing you can do in this game. He's allergic to soy, he will die immediately upon setting foot anywhere out in the world. <laughs> No, I was going to say we should give him Astral Beacon. Astral signature of a character. The Astral Beacon quality sticks out like a sore thumb on the Astral Plane. All signatures left by the character last twice as long. Oh, okay. It's on- You can only take it if you're doing magic. Yeah. Nope. I just really like the idea of in the Astral Plane, all of his gremlins are literally drawing a map of where he is at any given time. I like that, and I also like the idea that he does step into the Astral Plane when he tokes up. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, we can't do that. Nah, sadly. Let's just give him an allergy to... Hmm. He's allergic to denim. Ooh. (laughs) Okay, I'm into this. I'm into this. How allergic to denim is he? Immediate anaphylaxis. So do you call that moderate or severe? Severe. He's severely (laughs) allergic to denim. (laughs) He'll fucking die if you bring any genes near him. He's got like 10 minutes and then he's gone, dude. He's just gone. (laughs) Oh my god. So to follow up on my idea of him having extra ghost problems because of his gremlins, there's another- All of the gremlins uh, wear blue jeans. Jesus. (laughs) No, I was gonna say there's another disadvantage you can buy called Spirit Bane. Which just makes it so that whenever you encounter a certain type of spirit, they're more likely to immediately try and kill you on sight. A character with the spirit bane quality really twerks off a certain kind of spirit. See certain spirits, page 302. These affected spirits are likely to harass the character when he is in their presence and may be reluctant to obey or perform favors for the character or his friends. I do like it. I do really like it. Okay, who hates this guy? I'm scrolling down to 302 right now. There's spirits for all of the four elements, and man, which is another one. They're like spirits man, of humanity. Man fucking hate them. Only ghost men. See, I like the idea... I don't know if it's one of the listed ones that you can take for this. I like the idea of giving him a vulnerability to insect spirits. <laughs> because insect spirits are, like, the worst thing you can possibly deal with in Shadowrun. They're, like, the big bads. And I kind of enjoy the idea of them just trying to constantly murder this guy, but that feels too dangerous. Yes. Spirits of air, spirits of beasts spirits of earth fire man water and watcher spirits right i like spirits of well let's see what did he do that's a good question why is he forever cursed because i think this goes hand in hand with the gremlins 
Oh, absolutely. I feel like these are probably what are actually causing him all of his problems. I think spirits of Earth? Okay. How did he piss off the Earth spirits to make them curse him with gremlins? I'm gonna say that he accidentally... He never recycles his batteries? Ooh. Ooh, I like it. And he pissed off a landfill spirit that wants to kill him. Yes. Yes. Pissed off a landfill spirit. Oh, man. (laughs) And fucking, I guess spirits are just like crows, and they just tell every other spirit, hey, fuck this guy forever. (laughs) (laughs) And we thought we weren't going to be able to find a storyline for any Shadowrun Oh my god. We've got a whole plot arc that a game master could provide. (laughs) You've got, like, shamans that are working with these spirits that are like, hey, fuck that guy, and they're, like, hunting him down. Yep. Aw, dude. Okay, so that's a plus 10 there, because we got the Earth. And then what was the disadvantage of pilot land vehicle? Incompetent? Yeah. How much did that give? Oh, plus 5. Plus 5? Okay. So we got an extra 35 to work. Okay. I think we can boost that more, but we can come back to that if we ever need to. Yeah. Let's go back a second and look at some of the uh, positive quirks. Yep or traits um which are on not this page 90 yep there we go cool so these vary pretty wildly too they go from everything like oh you know he's really good at first impressions to he can do magic yeah i think he has a photographic memory (laughs) i think this work is like he's real good at remembering things what if now hold on because that made me that made me start thinking about an idea we could take this dwarf street samurai in okay what if it's like we make a sherlock holmes-esque dwarf like he's 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 like a detective and he's like he's like a uh he's a freelance that's the word i was looking for he's a freelance private eye who happens to be cursed by gremlins but he's real good at solving crimes right um and killing people with his katana he has a katana i'm not letting that not happen oh absolutely um i like how do you feel about this how do you feel about this line that we pursue I'm excited. Okay, cool. I like this. I like this PI. Because then he can always kind of like ham it up and play like a, a 20s detective. Shit. That no one else, like the dame over there. Jesus. And she thinks she's got the skinny. And then I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Invisible Ink recently. <laughs> and one of the characters that you can start with is literally they talk about his 20th century affectations and he dresses like a fucking private eye with a trench That's coat perfect. and a fedora see it, it's it's a good line to follow absolutely um so photographic memory there is also a reverse of the spirit hating quality called spirit affinity mm, i don't like that i don't, I don't want to have like a or do i <laughs> Do we want, like, some some fucking Romeo and Juliet-style gang wars going on between (laughs) spirits regarding this private eye? See, this is getting dangerously close to Harry Dresden, but I'm kind of into it. (laughs) Harry Dresden if he was just three feet tall. Harry Dresden if he was a shitty dwarf. (laughs) Now, I don't remember exactly what man spirits do, but I really like the idea of them being attracted to this I think they're literally just ghosts. Are they? I think so. I already scrolled off the page, so I can't. Here, let me go check really fast. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to rattle off a couple other qualities that we could theoretically pick. There is high pain tolerance. Might be useful. Might be. Human looking. So he could be a dwarf that looks pretty human. He could be a tall dwarf. He could, yeah. Uh, he could be double jointed. 
Okay. Blandness. Oh, man. This character blends into any crowd. He's average in height, weight, and appearance, and has a distinct lack of distinguishing physical character. He's boring! He's the question. Holy shit. Oh, that's perfect. Oh. Oh, that's so... Mmm, uh, I like that. That's really good for a private eye. I like blandness. He's got yep. blandness. He's boring as fuck. He's boring as fuck because no one wants to deal with his fucking noir shit. <laughs> Yeah, wow, okay, I like it a lot. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on quirks, so I think I'm just we're going to move on. Um, Sounds good. Next would be attributes, which, I'll be honest with you, is going to be real bad radio and real boring to listen to. Can't disagree. The important thing we should list out here is that since we're playing a dwarf, he gets a little bit of... He gets actually a pretty fair amount of extra strength and a little bit of extra toughness. That's all yeah. we really need to do. Yeah. And to cover that, he's worse at reaction time. Yep. so we'll just pretend we filled that all out. What are some of the skills? Let's see. So if we're looking at skills, we probably want to... First off, are there any skill groups that look useful for him? Going down the line, the groups are Animal Husbandry. Okay, no. Ath <laughs> athletics, Biotech, Close Combat, Conjuring, Cracking, Electronics, Firearms, Influence, which might be good, Mechanic, Outdoors, sorcery, stealth, and tasking, which is some complete bullshit that we don't ever have to talk about. Right. Because that's all for... I think they're called Technomancers in this edition. In 3, they used to be called Otaku, which is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> um, I think one thing we want is knowledge skills. Knowledge skills are cool because you get a free pool of points to buy a couple of them with. Holy shit. So there's four subsets of knowledge skills. Street, academic, professional, and interests. Uh -huh. And if you go into some of the examples of interests knowledge skills, it's club music, video games, sports, street drugs, and wine. <laughs> so I think just because I like that this guy fucking parties, uh -huh. he's got interest knowledge skills. Perfect. I'm looking at the character creator right now, so I don't have the context on any of these knowledge skills. Yeah. But there's one that's just called Ghost Cartels. <laughs> and I don't give a shit what those actually are. I want to believe that those are ghosts that sell drugs, and he definitely knows all about them. He knows all of them. He knows all of them. He knows how to get the hookup from them. He knows yep. where they party at. Yep. This dude loves Ghost Cartels. Yeah, dude. He's super into Ghost Cartels. Because he's in good with all the man spirits, which I'm still pretty sure aren't ghosts, but we'll say they are for this. <laughs> Otherwise, I think... Should he have, like, other knowledge skills because he's a good private eye? I feel like he probably should. Probably street knowledge skills, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he knows the Halloweeners, he knows about Ares macro technology. Oh god, I forgot about the Halloweeners, who are literally just juggalos. They're, it's just a gang of juggalos, but they're a motorcycle gang. No, I like that. I like that he's got, like, street and interests knowledge. He's not very smart otherwise. He knows the area around him, and he knows how to, like, navigate, and he knows people. Yeah, he probably has area knowledge of whatever city they're starting off in. Yeah. Which I'm just going to say is Denver, because Denver is so weird in Shadowrun, and I love Denver's it. Denver is fucking just bonkers. Resonance active skills? Ugh, eh. Resonance is just for Technomancers. Intimidation. Yep, absolutely. He's very good at intimidation and negotiation. I think we buy a couple of ranks in the influence skill pack so that he gets con etiquette, leadership, and negotiation. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
I'm into all of those. Now, going to the next thing on mine here, do we want to give him any martial arts? Yeah, because he's... We, then, then we can recreate the Sherlock Holmes, like, analysis punch scene. Holy shit. Yep, there we go. <laughs> he's like, I can't reach quite that high, so I, I'll, I guess I'll punch him in the stomach. Total discombobulation. Jesus. <laughs> so my recommendation is we give him the special fantasy martial art that makes him really good with implanted weapons. <laughs> and then we can come back to that after we go into the cyberware portion of this. I think that's next, isn't it? Should be. Yep, we're assigning resources, so Perfect. that's gear and cyber slash bioware. So cyberware. Before we hit cyberware, actually, on the same page, I've noticed there's just a thing labeled disguises. Okay, here's my problem. Uh-huh. The disguises list two disguises. One is latex face mask, which is actually too gross for me to want to continue reading. And another one that says nano paste disguise, which I think is just makeup. Um. Use of cheap cosmetics and latex based disguises are a thing of the past. The development of versatile biostatic nanite paste. Never mind. Paste utilizes bioelectric charge to power itself, can change color and texture to display patterns. That's how I did my fucking tattoo on my other character. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's how you gave yourself your huge Yakuza dragon tattoo. The animated gif tattoo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is sick, but I don't think that's what this character is about. I feel like he might want some of this goo so that he can change his face, though. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, he's he got some He can't really do goo. that much about the fact that he is a dwarf, but he can try a little bit. He's, he's very bland, though, so... That's true. He's a very bland dwarf. No, I like that. When we get to cyberware itself, though, that is going into physical body augmentations, and that's your standard robot arms or robot legs or replace your eye with a high-definition camera or... It's mostly standard, but I just noticed something in the headwear section called the olfactory booster. Ooh, there's also a taste booster. Fuck, that's even less useful. Uh, there's a voice modulator. You know he <laughs> uses a voice modulator when he's trying to, like, get the skinny on phone calls. Oh, absolutely. That also lets whoever's playing the character, let, like, lets them do multiple voices with one character. Fuck. Or actually use a voice modulator if you're doing it online. Yeah, exactly. I'm well, I that. mean, you could try and use a voice modulator in person. That'd just be really weird and uncomfortable. You just get one of those ones you push up against your throat. Shit. I was thinking of one of those little, like, megaphone things that you can buy at a fucking cheap gift <laughs> shop. <laughs> at the Scholastic Book Fair? Yeah, exactly. The one that has presets for robot, alien, and fairy? With a question yeah, mark after yeah, it? Yeah, there's, there's, like, it's in parentheses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like that it also lets you fool automated call trees. Right. So, yeah, that seems actually useful. The olfactory booster, not so much. No. Okay, okay, hold up. Because uh -huh. we were just discussing those those hidden weapons, right? Like, as a skill? Right. What kind of cyber melee weapon do we want? A blade that retracts in and out of his hand? Razors that retract in and out of his hand? A spur that is retractable? Or a shock hand? I mean, I would say shock hand because stun damage is insanely good in 4th edition. That way he can also just, like, slap people and just electrocute them. And that way he can bring them in. Yep. Because he just puts his hand on him and goes, kazap. And then they pass Hold out. Hold up. This is something that you can have built into your body? Hold up. Uh-huh. Cyber micro grenade launcher? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Does this fucking Sherlock Holmes-ass Detective Dick Tracy motherfucker have a grenade launcher built into his elbow? Yes, but it's packed with flashbangs. Oh, fuck yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Just stun grenades. He just launches stun grenades out of his... I like in his elbow. I yeah, like definitely. this just kind of inconveniencing him. So I say we buy him at uh, one really obvious cyber arm so that we can just put everything <laughs> inside of that. I'm sorry. I read ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Bioware called Skin Pocket. Yep. <laughs> It's just a little kangaroo pouch that you can put junk in. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying is, since we're putting all this crazy shit into his arm, we might as well just buy him a whole arm. He's so got a robot can... arm, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that has happened. Should we also buy him some cyber legs so that we can install fucking speed racer launch things in them? See, I think that's interesting, and I think it's worth pursuing, but here's what I think would be more interesting with Cyberlegs, and I don't know if this is something that we're allowed to do, uh-huh. but I want this to happen just for the rich fiction we're establishing for this character. Okay. Can we get him Cyberlegs that he can, like, activate something inside of them to manipulate the height of his legs so that when he puts <laughs> on his disguise, he can make himself look human by just his height? Holy shit. No, I think that's why we buy him the fucking hydraulic jacks. <laughs> so that oh, he can just shit. extend you can do those. That. You can do that! That's what I was saying. You buy him some fucking, like, speed racer-ass hydraulic jacks. So oh. A, he can jump like a motherfucker, and, and B, B he, can just, he can just look like a human. He can just extend them and put shoes on the bottom of them. See, the problem with that is he wouldn't look quite human because he'd have real long legs. He'd look like Tracer from Overwatch. Jesus. No, that's why he wears a trench coat all the time. <laughs> He's got one of the... It's like those zip-off fucking jorts that you could buy in high school. I prob- I'm sure you can probably still buy them now, but who would ever? But it's a zip-off trench coat, so you can zip it down to dwarf height or human height. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I like it. I like this a lot. I think that's fucking amazing. Um, He doesn't have a car, so I don't need to worry about what he drives. Right, because he can't drive. Yep, he can't drive because the gremlins. Exactly. Um, he he's got a lot of robotic parts, and he's real nervous about. He's I I assume he's had these robotic parts since before he got cursed by the gremlins. I mean, I would assume so. I like to imagine that he's real nervous about them at all times, just fucking with his body. What the fuck? Did you find something? There's a there's a modification called digestive expansion. Yep. So you can digest more things. It it's two fetishes in one. First <laughs> off. Two, two, two fetishes in one. Combo deal! <laughs> two in one! Big lots! God, no, I... Oh. You know, in case you want to eat grass like a cow. Yeah. That's what he does in his spare time. Does he have a, uh... I think he has a cyber holster for his, his gun. I like to imagine that he's got just like a magnum and then a katana. May I make a recommendation on what kind of gun he may have? Okay, yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so, as I was saying before we started recording, there are 400,000 guns in this fucking book. And there are six that are good, yes. Generally. In that list of 400,000 weapons under one of the more, like, exotic ranged weapon categories is a semi-automatic taser. Holy shit. (laughs) I believe it's called the (laughs) Yamaha Pulsar? It's a fucking... (laughs) That's the most overkill fucking... <laughs> oh my god. 
It's a four-round clip semi-automatic taser. The nice oh, thing about tasers, it. by the way, is all electric weapons ignore half of your opponent's armor at all yeah, times. Yeah, no, electric damage is really powerful in 4th edition. Which is why I wanted to go with the shot glove. We can also give him a stun baton if we want to. See, here's the thing. I don't want to go full electric damage. Um, No, definitely. I want him to have... We've got stun grenades. We've got the electric bitch slap. I want him to have just a normal-ass gun. Okay. That he can just holster into his robot arm that has his grenade launcher and electric hand. Alright, so let's take a quick dive through the different kinds of guns. I'm thinking just, like, a small gun that he can, like, pull out. There is actually a specific thing for holdout guns, which are guns that are small enough to hide on your person. Yeah, which I think this has to be. Or we could give him just a fucking slot in his cyber arm to have a holster in. Oh, the holster doesn't need to be holdout, but it hides it. Okay. Yeah, it just is a little panel that pops up like a Robocop. Yep. Is there just, like, a deagle? <laughs> You mean the Ares Predator 4? Yes, there is. Cool. Yep. Or we could give him the Ares Viper Sliver Gun, which is a is... flechette pistol. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm into that. I like that. There's also the Ruger Super Warhawk, which is literally just a fucking Dirty Harry 44 Magnum. Let's go with that. That feels like this character. It literally even says, a feeling lucky punk in the description. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Shadowrun writers. No, I do like that. That feels very uh, on brand for this character. Uh-huh. Which leads us to what his, like, melee weapon is. Right. Because a katana doesn't feel on brand. That's fair. Hold up. Other question. Backing up just a, a second. Uh-huh. Do we want his cyber arm to also have a built-in grappling hook? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Cool. Yes. Good. We've got Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> His his robot legs adjust his height and let him fly. He's got a grappling hook and a, a grenade launcher and an electric hand. We've made Dwarf Inspector Gadget. He's But he's also a 1920s detective. I mean, that's basically what Inspector Gadget was based off of. I know! So, let's do one better than Inspector Gadget really fast and give him a monofilament whip in his thumb. Holy shit. Oh because my god. Because we're literally just ripping off William S. Gibson at this point. You can fucking get yourself a concealable monofilament whip that you can cut straight through shit with. Oh, fuck. Or, yeah. we do have Katana as a separate option underneath blades, obviously. This is cyberpunk. Yeah. We could give him some forearm snap blades, which are like fake Wolverine shit. Yeah. They do have an option for just one-handed sword. <laughs> it's just like a broadsword? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In keeping with the Harry Dresden theme, he just has a sword that he carries around sometimes. <laughs> Actually, there is a thing on here called monofilament sword. Holy shit. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Maybe oh he also God. has one that he can pop out of his thumb, but I feel like he has a monofilament no. broadsword. <laughs> I like it. I do like it. <laughs> it's got, like, a, a fucking Celtic knot on the hilt. Holy shit. <laughs> I love it. So good. It's so we've made, we've made basically Harry Dresden and Inspector Gadget combined, but he's, he's actually a dwarf. Yep. He's got a huge, huge orange beard. Um... <laughs> And an eye patch. Exactly. <laughs> what, you're telling me he doesn't dye his beard? This is like 2080. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he doesn't dye his beard. He's proud of it. Okay. You gotta be true to who you are. Also, right. 
the gremlins will probably mess up the die. Shit. I feel like he probably has electric blue hair, but normal orange beard. Oh my god. Because <laughs> he's Ooh. from Denver. Oh god, he is from Denver. <laughs> I think I've seen that person in Denver before. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I like it. I think that that's a good point to wrap this character up. We have his stuff fleshed out. We've got a dwarf who is haunted by gremlins. Because of that, he does not know how to drive a vehicle because he's scared that the gremlins will kill him. These gremlins are haunting him because he didn't recycle his batteries and he pissed off his neighbor who was an earth spirit um and that earth spirit is like a, a big head honcho spirit who spread the word that fuck this dwarf yeah uh he is very heavily body augmented he's got two robot legs or two cyber legs one cyber arm the cyber legs can adjust his height at will uh, and he can jump real high because of the hydraulics built into them yep his robot arm is a Batman's tool belt of <laughs> weapons, pretty much. He's got a grenade launcher. It's like Batman from the new fucking Batman versus Superman movie, where he just kills like 12 people. <laughs> He's got the grenade launcher that shoots stun grenades. He's got an electric hand. He has a gun holster and a <laughs> grappling hook and a monofilament whip in his thumb. And let's also just go ahead and say that he has some wired reflexes just so he can do fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's got a photographic memory. For crimes. For for solving crimes, because he's a, kind of a failing freelance detective. He lives yeah. in like a run-down apartment, uh, and that is also his office. <laughs> he's bought a very low-level lifestyle. He's very bland-looking, and he has a lot of knowledge about street smarts and just general interests, including drugs, because he has an addiction to drugs. I just added that to his list because <laughs> we needed some extra BP. Yeah, that's fair. He's got an addiction to deep weed. Perfect. Oh, he also has a voice modulator. We forgot the voice modulator. He's got the voice modulator for when he's on the phone. He probably also has, like, a laser microphone and some... <laughs> no, laser microphone is literally, you pointed at a window and it can no, tell I you know. what's going on. No, I know. Inside. There's just a bunch of fucking gear in here. You guys know how it works. This is a cyberpunk game. Yep. Uh, and he's got microfilament sword because he's Harry Dresden meets Inspector Gadget. We need a name for this dwarf. Ooh, boy. I like this character. This isn't the funniest fan. character we've made. It's a pretty funny character. <laughs> it's literally an Inspector Gadget with a it's, sword. It's just Inspector Gadget with a sword. Is that his name? <laughs> no, I think his name is uh, Dr. Kluzmo. <laughs> he used to be a uh, failed television show host. I'm writing. I'm writing on the character sheet. Cluzmo, comma, <laughs> doctor. Perfect. I think I think that's it. I think we got it. I think we're good. Oh, he I like used the... to run like a fucking uh, children's game show in the vein of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Holy shit. <laughs> oh man, Doctor Cluzmo. And like he 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 walks into the lair of a shaman who's been giving him a hard time. And they're like, Dr. Kluzmo, I presume. And he's like, you're damn right. And then he trips over like a pole that a gremlin's holding out. And he like lands on his face a little bit. And he stands up and he's like, sorry about that. And the shaman laughs at him. I like it. I really, I genuinely really like this character. I didn't think Street Samurai would be fun. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think we'd get something fun out of Street Samurai. But we did. We fucking pulled it off. Uh, yeah, we sure did. Dr. Kluzmo. Oh, fuck. 
I just I just want to see the scene in this game where someone fucking comes over to hire him and they're like is it you? Are you Dr. Kluzmo? And he's just fucking shot in chiaroscuro like half of his face is in shadow and he's like I left that name behind a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. God, I think we did it. I think we got this one. Um, go, Kluzmo, go. <laughs> go, go, Kluzmo, monofilament whip. Then he beheads a... F- oh, God. Kluzmo, uh, And now why? we have the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go, well, Kluzmo, so that's... Whip. Perfect. <laughs> that's been the character generation. This is a rough one. We're getting back into the, the swing of things. We've got a schedule figured out. We're going to try and stick with the two-week thing now again for real this time. We promise. We, we promise. I've got my Google Calendar filled out for the next, like, six months <laughs> so that we have a strict schedule that we can adhere to. I I really I like this. I, I have ways that we can do Shadowrun better in the future. This was a fun way to approach it. It was a different way to approach than 5th edition because there's so much shit to approach with. It's just so granular on every level. It, it really is. There's just so much. Like, the entire source book is from making a character. Yeah, exactly. Like, the 5th edition player handbook, that's like maybe a 5th of the book. 4th of yeah, the book. Yeah, it also has like Here's a tiny little bestiary, and here's the spell list, which is mm-hmm. most of the book. And this here's... is this is just, hey, here's 300 pages of details for making a fucking character. Do you want want to spend two hours trying to decide what weird spy gadgets you want to buy for your yeah. character? We gotcha. So that's exactly like why we're doing it this way, and I will have it more in control next time. There's an entire subsystem on how you buy the armor and structure values for handcuffs. Fuck, that's uh, I don't care. Holy <laughs> shit, this is too much. It's ridiculous. I don't know how many episodes we'll actually end up doing of Shadowrun Fourth Edition, just because so much of this like minutia makes for bad radio. <laughs> I recognized after doing this episode. <laughs> uh huh. Um, we'll see. There's a lot there's a lot you can do with Shadowrun, so I don't want to like give up on it. Right. Because there's a lot of genuinely fun characters you can make, like Inspector Gadget the Dwarf. Inspector Dr. Gadget Kluzmo. In- In- Inspector Dr. Kluzmo Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Plus we haven't even touched the magic system yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've we've got more episodes coming in. Yeah, I'm excited for the episode where we have to try and build a vehicle. Oh, well, that is fun. I do like the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Th- that's that's a that's a preview for episodes to come. Uh, so regarding where we're hosting this, are we still on SoundCloud or are we have are we moving to Podbean with this? We'll we're gonna have to buy storage somewhere for this one because we're full up on SoundCloud. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna say that by the time you guys are hearing this, we'll have a Podbean account. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so we'll, we'll be on Podbean. I think we're going to have a website. It's just going to be a Tumblr uh, because Neopets, the Neopet pet page, uh, we ran into some problems with, and that was a disaster. If you guys go look at it right now, there's about half of a web page. Yeah. I spent about an hour and a half building one by hand in fucking raw HTML, yep. and then it turned out that uh, Neopets filtered almost all of it out because of their automatic filtering board that I forgot that they have. Yeah. Which I should have remembered because I had to revise my page a couple of times because it kept telling me that the word kill was listed somewhere in the source code. Nice. In the word skills. Oh. 
Yeah. So. That's fun. If you don't know what the Neopets pet page is, we will have a uh, link to it on our actual webpage that will exist when this episode is uploaded. That webpage you can get to by going to thecharactergen.stream. You can also find us on Twitter at thecharactergen. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Soromo with two I's, S-I-I-R-O-M-O. And you can, if you have any comments, questions, etc., you can get a hold of us at Gmail at... Uh, is it thecharactergen at gmail.com? Did I get the it right? Thecharactergen at gmail.com. Okay. I'm not good at managing other social media sites yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want us to set up like a blogster or a MySpace <laughs> or a friendster, LinkedIn. that was one. LinkedIn. Yeah, if you want to set, see our Glassdoor profile, yep. Uh, don't make us do that. I've already Please been don't. burned pretty hard on Neopets. If you guys want to send us some Drake potions, <laughs> or uh, fuck, I don't even remember anything about that game at all. Secret laboratory maps. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We're falling apart here. Here's here's the, the the thing. This episode's on Podbean. I believe Podbean gives us uh RSS feed. Yep, I'll be able to submit it to iTunes so you can find it. Cool, we'll be on iTunes. Yes, any podcast reciprocating application. You can just say podcatcher. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we can also get ourselves uploaded to Google Play and all that stuff. So anywhere you want to look for us. Uh, Be sure to give us a rating. That's a weird thing to say now, but give us a rating. Do give us feedback if you were listening. Um... So any of the four improve. people who are probably listening to this episode right now well i mean now that we're on an rss feed mm-hmm. i will be promoting this podcast All right. so sounds good yeah um that's on the character generation do we have a sign off i don't remember keep it wavy i'm, I'm wrong i'm sorry, sorry.